Good morning, Crossroads family. It is so good to see you this morning. We're glad that you are watching our live stream. And as you fellowship with us right there in your living room, uh, watching on your big screen or maybe on your tablet, your computer, uh, be sure to hang around for the whole live stream service today. And if you need to talk with someone or pray with someone, uh, you can click that Zoom link right there in the comments, and we'd love to chat with you after the service today. We've got a special service today. I want to start with some scripture for us on this 26th day of April. Uh, as you know, I'm kind of going through the book of Psalms and uh, a great, great passage of scripture. I just want to read a few verses together to get us started. Uh, David is writing and he says, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I've led a blameless life. Which, wow, that's pretty strong to say that. But the verse that really got me as I was reading this today are these verses, I think, appropriate for where we are right now. He says, test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for your love is ever before me, and I will walk continually in your truth. And then then he said before that, I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. And you know, as we get through this, virus and this pandemic, and we will. Uh, My prayer today is that I hope when I get to the other side and all of us get to the other side, that the Lord will be able to say of me, well, he got through that without wavering, without wavering. It's been been difficult. It's been hard to do. We've heard a lot of incredible stories. Uh, Heath and Joey are here with me this morning too. We've heard a lot of great stories from our church family. And we'll be sharing those throughout the service today. You're going to be encouraged. I don't know what's been going on in the Estes home. How have you guys dealt with this quarantine? We have organized. We have cleaned out closets. (laughs) We have cleaned the garage. To to say the least, we have organized and cleaned. And we have other stuff to do. But everything's good. Uh, Family's all good. And uh, we're thankful. And above all... Uh, we are blessed. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How, how about in the Carruth household? How's it going there? Well, it's going well. Uh, homeschool is uh, 2020 is is uh, getting better each and every week. Uh, we're just coming off spring break. So, um, but, you know, the, the phone started dinging with all the uh, class dojo things uh, last night. And I was like, oh, here we go again. So. But no, it's good. Uh, we're having a lot of uh, good time with the girls and uh, teaching them some new games, uh, uh, some Mexican trained dominoes. And, uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, I actually took them to the drive-in the other night. So. Hey, that's oh my great. Goodness. I didn't know they still existed, actually. Hey. I have to drive to Greenwood, but it was good. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Getting some great education and uh uh, Mexican train. We'll have to have a little competition there. I love yeah, some Mexican forward train. To it. Hey, I our staff uh, has been praying for you as a church family over these days. And uh, of course, Ashley and Janice and Dave. And also, I think you'll know uh, this next uh, couple and family. And they want to share what's been happening in their household uh, during this quarantine. So uh, join us, you guys. Tell us what's been going on with you. Hey, guys, I'm Kayla, and this is my husband, Tyler. And um, we just wanted to get on this video and just kind of tell you guys about kind of our struggles and just where we're at in quarantine. To give you a little background, um, we're both now working from home and we have two girls um, ages three and six. So they are e-learning as well. So what I did was I wrote out a couple questions that I will read out and then we'll answer them together. Question number one, what is your favorite thing about quarantine? Or what's your favorite thing? I would have to say my favorite thing is just being able to spend more time with the kids, being able to eat lunch with the kids, 
um, just having that contact all the time. My thing is, of course, my love language is quality time. So I am for this. I love spending time with my family, even though sometimes I have to go take the dog for a walk by myself. All right, question number two. What is your least favorite thing about quarantine? Not being able to go anywhere, go to parks. Um, I'd fight wood for traffic if I could go somewhere <laughs> right now. Um, my least favorite um, is probably just not being able to really do my job. I feel like I'm doing a lot of stuff on social media, which is great, um, but I love to have that interaction you know, with the kids, with the families, and really um, being able to really do my calling. And that's become more and more evident the longer we're going. All right, you ready for question number three? Sure. Okay. How have you created a sense of normal? Um, I like to get in a routine. I mean, that's one of the perks of working from home. Um, maybe we get up around the same time every morning, um, go to work, get off work, dinner, kids. Not a whole lot's changed in that aspect. So <laughs> <laughs> he's in the bedroom. <laughs> um, so I forgot what question was. Oh, my um, sense of normal is um, I try to get up um, and do my workout, even with my helpers doing their little like presses and lifts. Um, but that has really helped. Um, taking the dog for an evening walk is something that we've always done. Another thing is I'm trying to um, just make normal meals. Like tonight we had baked ziti, one of the kids' favorites. And so that just kind of instills, hey, it's still normal. Yeah, we're on top of each other all the time, but we're able to just kind of do our normal routine. All right, number four, what is the funniest thing that has happened? <laughs> I'll go. Okay. We found out that our youngest, Madeline, is hilarious. We always knew she was pretty funny but just her antics are funnier and funnier. She always wants to be the bad guy and just come up with these crazy things. And our favorite thing to do is, Madeline, try to make us laugh. And she does every time. Yeah, she's got this great <laughs> laugh that she does. And hopefully when we're back together, you all get to experience. But yeah, I would agree that's probably the funniest thing that's happened. All right, next question. What is one thing that you have learned about your partner? You definitely like a lot of podcasts um, and a lot of reality TV podcasts. <laughs> um, no. So that's, that's one thing that I've learned about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of what I've learned is I have the privilege to kind of listen to him while he's working. We have a really, you know, small living area. And so we can hear anything that goes on. And so I can kind of hear him take that leadership role, which is kind of unique because um, I don't always get to witness him at work. So that's been cool. All right, next question. What has God taught you? He's going to get us through this. I mean, as crazy as things are right now, um, we've wanted for not. And, uh, you know, I mean, it can be hard, but I think he's going to provide for us no matter what. Um, our cat is <laughs> in the background. Um, so one thing that God has taught us is, yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be silly. But we're, <laughs> but we're going to get through this, even if a cat is photobombing everything. Um, but in all seriousness, um, we're able to grow stronger together, closer together. I've been able to kind of um, really just focus on my kids themselves and just see how, you know, especially Lillian, our oldest, she accepted Christ a year ago. And just kind of how her walk um, with the Lord is going along. So it's been really cool to see. 
Thank you guys. We appreciate you sharing this morning. Before we go to our next video, I'd like to share a scripture passage found in Philippians, the fourth chapter. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. While we're away, we all are learning uh, a lot of things. Uh, we're learning to love our spouses more. Uh, we're, we're loving uh, to our people in our church more because we, we haven't been able to see them. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've learned too, and I've heard all my life, is you never appreciate things until you, you don't have them. It's true. And uh, I think our church is learning a great lesson. Now, listen to Connie Stout as she shares what she's been learning. Family, I hope everyone is well, and I miss all of you and hope to see you soon. This uh, virus has impacted us all in some way or another. Uh, It has impacted me positively and negatively. On the negative side, I miss coming to church and being together, seeing everyone and worshiping. On the positive side, I've been able to rest, rest my body and rest my spirit and uh, be just resting in the Lord. God has taught me many things through this. And one of the things that he's taught me is that um, we need, as a body of Christ, corporate worship. We need to come together and worship through the week uh, for our spirit to feed on God's word, to inhabit the praises of, and uh, God says he inhabits our praise. So he has taught me that that is an important thing as a, a child of God to be in worship. Another thing he's taught me that church is outside the church doors. Church to worship is mainly for um, God's children to get together, but outside is where the the work begins. Not only just evangelism, but being God's hands, his feet, his voice, his touch. No matter what they look like or who they are or what color they are or what they've done, it's not our job to judge, but just to be Christ. And so that's the number one lesson that God has given me. And another one that has struck my heart is many people live like this daily. They don't know when their next meal's going to come from, uh, not only in other countries, but here in America as well. But we have to have a, a heart and a love for our brother. Jesus said to love one another and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so if the church would go forward and reach our community with just love and meet the needs of the community, we will see a great revival in this land. And many times, if you're like me, I'm a little bit timid. But the Lord says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidness, but of power and love and self-discipline. So we can do it as a church body. I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Bye. Wow, thank you, Connie. Uh, you, you, What you said, I'm sure, is how a lot of our church family feel. Uh, we have learned a lot of lessons during this time, and I want to encourage you as you think about the lessons that you've learned, and I hope you're thinking about that today. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of our church family say, we're ready to get back to church, but a lot of you said you're not ready to get back to the normal that we had because God has taught you so much, and he's taught me a lot too, just awareness of my neighbors, uh, Joey and Heath, and our community, yes. and 
the awareness of having church family be able to worship together. Wow, uh, what, a, what a great lesson and encouragement has been for me. And with a couple of college students living in the house, one who's moved back home, uh, Will from North Greenville moved out of the dorm, and of course all the classes are online. And we've learned a lot uh, and spent a lot of time together, which I thank God for. And Lauren, of course, at uh, College of Charleston, she's had her graduation uh, canceled, and she's learned a lot too. So Lauren, share what's been going on with you. Hey everyone, so um, obviously everyone's been impacted by coronavirus in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but for me personally, my college graduation was canceled, and so that was something that's been really hard um, to deal with. And just it's a really special ceremony here. It's not your typical cap and gown ceremony. It's a very sacred, very traditional ceremony that um, is talked about from the time that we set foot on campus as freshmen to the time that we graduate and we finally get to walk across the cistern, um, in Cistern Yard, which is a part of our campus. And so that's been really tough, but um, you know, there are good things that are coming from this. I'm still in Charleston, thankfully, um, finishing out what's left of my senior year of college and um, I get to do it with my awesome roommates who I love and who we typically didn't get to see much of each other during the school year just because we're so busy and you know I have two jobs and they have jobs and we have class and everybody's schedules overlap but now we've had time to like have dinner together and talk to each other and spend a lot of time together um and so that's been awesome and I've really just been learning like um, that nothing in life is guaranteed and we fool ourselves by giving us ourselves as humans like way too much credit for things that we never had control over in the first place and even when life isn't normal um, or when there's a pandemic happening God is still good and he's still working and so um, I've had a lot of time to do whatever I want really and I've spent a lot of that just like digging in the word um, and just spending time with him and just learning how to be disciplined in that and realizing that, um, you know, there's always an excuse to be made for not spending time in the Word and not praying. Um, and I'm realizing that maybe it's more of a devotion issue than a, um, than a time issue or a discipline issue or both. <laughs> so, um, I've been learning that and God is, uh, reminding me of so many truths about himself um, in ways that maybe I hadn't thought of before and also seeing what's happening here in alignment with scripture and things that happened in the past as well. So that's been really cool to see. But um, yeah, I think definitely he's been teaching me a lot. And um, yeah. Well, thank you, Lauren. And I've been thinking about you and so many other seniors who have had their uh, last couple months kind of taken from them, I guess. But, you know, that's one thing that we learn in life, that everything doesn't always turn out the way that we want it to. But there's a passage in Romans chapter 8 that uh, I want to share. Verse 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. And even our high school seniors uh, have had their senior year kind of put, uh, taken away their spring semester and their course concerts and graduations they still don't know about. Uh, probably not going to have those uh, unless something uh, big changes. But uh, let's hear from Andy and what God's been teaching him during this time, one of our seniors. 
Hey guys, this is Andy. I wanted to talk to you about the virus and how it has impacted me. Um, one thing that's been hard is uh, not seeing friends from church and school. Um, another thing that's been hard is doing e-learning um, and just staying focused while I'm at home. Um, staying home is another thing that's uh, difficult for me because usually I'm out all the time. Uh, so, um, that's something that's been different. Um, it's given me more time to read and study my Bible and, um, just pray and get closer to God. And I also have had more time to spend with my family, um, and just talk to them and have, uh, quality family time. Um, I believe that God is working, um, in this time by showing us new ways to connect. Um, churches are being broadcasted over the internet and um, into homes that might not go to church and it's available to more people. Um, and also just the, the people that have been working together and um, that have come together to help each other out and to um, just uh, give each other food and, um, toilet paper and stuff like that. Um, it's just really good to see the connection that people are making, um, with each other, uh, that might not have happened if, uh, this wasn't happening. So, um, I definitely think that it is a way that God is going to bring people more, uh, closer together and uh, bring more people to church um, just through uh, Christians showing kindness and um, showing that um, somebody does care for uh, them. And so, yeah. Wow, it's great to hear the heart of our kids and our teenager, right? Yeah. I, I use the word well. kids. Uh, the, I remember little Andy. Uh, directing the choir as a little preschooler coming up on Wednesday nights. And uh, I still call uh, people by their maiden names and they've been <laughs> yeah. married for years and I married some of them. I actually. the same thing. My goodness. Thing. It's good to hear the heart yes. of these yes. teenagers, yes. Uh, a young man. And, well, and to hear uh, how God's working, you well, know, amazing. during this time. I tell you, it's, it's great to hear their heart. Uh, now we're going to hear from uh, Teresa Lipscomb. And so let's see what she's been learning during this time. Hey, Crossroads family. I wanted to share with you for a couple of minutes about how the COVID-19 has affected my world. At the very beginning, when I heard it was coming, you don't think anything about it. And then all of a sudden, you wake up one morning and everybody's freaking out about it. Well, I started listening to what others said, and then I found myself getting just about as panicked as everybody else was. But then I was reminded that God is in control of this. Regardless of all the chaos around us, God is in control, and he wasn't surprised by anything. So all of a sudden, I had to be the voice, voice of calm, especially where I work. Well, if you know me, you know I'm not calm, so it was kind of hard for me to do. But I was able to share the gospel with others, which was really wonderful. And now I've been able to see people put hands and feet to the gospel, basically. 
I mean, we have been able to listen to to other people's sermons on Facebook. People that haven't been able to come to church, all they do is just look at Facebook and they're able to to get the word just in their living rooms. And I think it's amazing. You know, there's comes a time when God says, be still and know. And I think this world was getting to a place where we weren't still. And we were doing busy work. We were doing church work instead of the work of the church. And when we go back to normal, I hope we don't go back to normal. I hope we have a better understanding of the people that we're around, the people that we love. We don't take them for granted. We don't take seeing each other for granted. And we just basically share Jesus whenever we can. I love you and thank you for looking into part of my world. God bless. Thank you, Teresa, for sharing this morning. Uh, as we close our time today, before Pastor Jack and, and Heath mentioned some things, I'd like to close my time just thanking you for being a great church. Uh, our church has done so many things to keep in contact. Thank you for all that you're doing. Keep on. The scripture here in Philippians, the third chapter says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have obtained or hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, mm. straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. What a message for us today. We press on. We forget what is behind. Great days are ahead. Let's press on and be the church we need to be. Yeah, yeah thanks, Joey. Wow. Yeah, I'll just reiterate that, man. We, we've missed you guys being here with you uh, physically. And I think that's one of the things that has God's really taught me is, man, just how much I love our church and love our people, love yes. our students and our other families. And just not being able to physically be with them uh, has uh, just made me more grateful uh, for when those, that time comes that we're able to get back together. Yes. And uh, But so many lessons that God's taught us. And James says in James chapter 1, he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance uh, must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Yes. And so... Just uh, want to encourage everyone, um, take the opportunity that God's given us to pause, to be still, to know that he's God. Yes. Uh, even in our homes, when, we, when we're worshiping in our homes, uh, those have been some of the, the most precious times with our family. Yes. Um, I was trying to think the other day with Easter Sunday, that's the first Easter Sunday that I've not been inside a church in so many years. Yes. And so, but it was special, uh, taking communion with our family yes. at the church, uh, or in, in the, our homes, uh, and knowing that everybody 
that was uh, tuning in was doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so I saw uh, something on Facebook this past week that reminds me of what you're saying. It showed a cartoon. It showed the devil and God. And and the devil looks at God and said, ha ha, I got you. I closed your churches. And he, the, God looked and he said, oh, no, I've got you. I've opened a church in every home. <laughs> I that's think good. that was wonderful. Yeah, that's right? really good. Right. It goes right along with what you're that's saying. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so true. So true. And, uh, and, you know, that's one of the things, Joe and Heath, I, that, again, our, our family has learned and been grateful for. Uh, is is that experience we've had in our home, and, and yes. probably many of you could say that. Uh, and you know what? That doesn't happen uh, in a lot of communities. It doesn't happen in a, in a lot of church communities, right. just to be yeah. honest. That's true. Uh, and so the testimony of what has happened in many homes in our church is a result of what you, church family, have done and your stand for the Lord and your love for the Lord. Yes. And so just to uh, kind of reiterate what Joey and Heath have said, uh, one of the, one of the discoveries that I've had during this time is how blessed we are with our church family. Yes, um, that's right. We we love you, and uh, many yes. of you said we're going to need a two or three hour service when we get to meet back together. <laughs> I understand why you say that because it's going to take that long to hug and love on everybody that's before right. we start the worship service. So we'll work on that. But the welcome and fellowship is uh, going to be real about thirty <laughs> that's minutes. Right. It's going right. to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So I want to say thank you as well uh, to to our incredible church family and know that you're yes. loved. And and, um, and again, just to encourage you, uh, what you've learned and what I've learned during these weeks, let's not forget it. Right. Let's not forget it. Uh, we will get back together soon, sooner than later, we hope, and we'll be able to worship together corporately. But let's not forget the lessons that we've learned. And one of the prayers that we've been praying, as you know, is Matthew nine thirty eight, that yeah. the Lord of the harvest would bring in the harvest. And to do that, he's been sending out laborers, as Joey just said, us as the church in our homes and communities. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, I hope and pray that already there's been at least one person that you've identified, maybe that God's brought to your mind, your heart could be a neighbor or coworker that you've communicated with during this time, that when we are able to worship together, you'll bring them with you yes. and we'll be out of space. Uh, what, a, what a glorious thing that would be to bring in somebody who's not yet oh, yeah. been able to, to, to worship, maybe ever in their lifetime. Maybe they're not plugged into a church family. So I want to encourage you to, to give that some thought. And um, before we wrap up, I know we've got just a, a wonderful song from Hannah she's going to share with us. Uh, I was thinking about this verse of Scripture. I, when I think, uh, Heath and Joey, of our church family, uh, there are a handful of verses that come to mind, but this is one that comes to my mind, and this is a testimony uh, to you and your example of Jesus. Paul says this, in Colossians 3, he says, Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above. He says it again. Not on those earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. We just celebrated this during Easter. Your, Christ, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And then here's the verse to me that I think crossroads. When Christ who is your life. Christ is your life. And so many of you, we have taken food to health care workers. We've had people drop off gift cards for people who are hungry. We've had people at the church cleaning and painting and, and getting organized. Yes. Uh, we have not missed a beat. We have not yes. missed a beat. And so, as Joey said, the devil made a thought, oh, I'm going to interrupt you guys. No, it hasn't happened. So thank you. Christ is our life. Why is he our life? Because death was arrested. 
when my life began, death was arrested. Christ ended death, defeated death, yes. and that's why we have life. And that's mm. why these two words of testimony during this quarantine have been so powerful. Yes. And to think about that message from his word as Hannah closes us in a song. God bless you, and we'll see you again really soon. We love you. Yes. Love you. Without hope and no place to begin Your love